Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Drivers, start your engines! going on fa nation welcome back another edition of the fantasy alarm nascar dfs podcast i'm dan malin joined by the fswa three-time nascar writer of the year matt sells matt we're down to two races left in the regular season we have 15 winners we are back on a road course i'm a big road course enthusiast for dfs but i'm gonna admit even i'm a little worn out from these tracks this year uh how are you feeling getting into Watkins Glen? i guess i'm with you not not feeling terribly enthused about another road course i actually kind of missed the number of mile and a half that are on the schedule now i mean i like uh, Watkins Glen. don't get me wrong i like Watkins Glen as a racetrack but like six or what this is the sixth road course of the year i thought fifth? it was the fifth is it the fifth yeah and i think the role was the sixth yeah, it sounds about right. Oh, because we didn't have DRC this year, so <clears throat> down to six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, we uh, Kevin Harvick gets his second straight win after not winning for almost two years, uh, comfortably locking himself into the playoffs. Um, In really, fact, just there's. By the way, there's now only one driver not locked into the playoffs. Who's won? Wait, who has won? Yes. Kurt Busch is not yet locked into the playoffs. Well, I thought he had the waiver. He, If there are not two more winners and he's um, below them in points, he makes the playoffs. However, every driver that has won one race this year is now locked into the playoffs, according <clears throat> to Bob Pockers. Well, do you think that we get another new winner this weekend? I don't. I think, if anything, we'll find that chaos... Yeah, I think it's good. But I think Kurt's fine. I think I think Kurt makes the playoffs. Um, I think we get one new winner because I think Daytona is going to give us a new winner. Right. Um, but I think I think the road course we can basically pare it down to about five guys that we think are going to wind up winning. And hint, hint, I don't think any of them are Kimi Räikkönen. <laughs> well, they're probably going to come from a Chevy, but more on that shortly. Um, any big news? Uh, other than Kurt Busch missing uh, the last two races, which will be this weekend at Watkins Glen, next week at Daytona, 
Uh, Ryan Blaney <clears throat> locked into Team Penske for a long time, according to the press release. I was kind of surprised that they didn't mention the number of years. They just said it's it's like an ex- it's a big extension for him, which right. is fine. They just said you're just going to see him here for a while. Yeah. Like, uh, that's kind of weird because, like, Hendrick announced how many years each of their guys got and and whatnot. Um, Kyle Busch has not signed yet. I'm sure if Kyle offers him ownership, then he signs with them. Um, but I, I don't know. Cole Custer is supposed to be back in the 41 car, which is a little surprising. Weird. Maybe they just assume that there's nothing. Is Kentucky coming back on the schedule? No. <laughs> Um, maybe they assume that nobody that would be able to be picked up is an improvement over Custer that's a thought (laughs) I mean it's you know maybe it's like the Rockies thought process on not trading Troy Tulowitzki that they weren't going to get anything back that they couldn't just go draft later or try to re-sign him so, I don't know. Maybe they're giving him some slack because the last couple of years have been kind of wonky with no <clears throat> qualifying and no practice and then a brand new car. And I don't know. But I was a little surprised to see. And apparently, they're still trying to sort out the 10 car. So, maybe Eric Almirola is not leaving. See, I've heard rumblings that he might be interested in doing a part-time schedule. Yeah, well, um, the news release on <clears throat> Custer said that they're still sorting out the 10. So that, to me, lends credence to he's at least doing a part-time schedule. I also heard, like, there were some some rumors flowing around that uh, Stuart Haas wanted to announce that they would have an Xfinity team next year, but they already have an Xfinity team. And so I thought maybe they were going to a two-car team in Xfinity. Yeah, it's it's possible. <clears throat> I don't know, because I understand if, if Al Morello were to go to a part-time schedule, you know, you could maybe run Al Morello and Riley Herbst part-time in the 10, but Herbst is not ready to be a Cup Series driver. Yeah, no, not not uh, really anywhere close. There was some interesting moves in Xfinity this week, right? Like um, Chris Wright's running the 68 for Brandon Brown. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll see how. Oh, Noah Gregson. Did we talk about that? Or was that last week? I think we talked about that last week. That was last week. Yeah, I think you're right. We still don't know who's going to the nine for Xfinity, though. No, we thought that it might be, what, Drew Dollar, and then that hasn't really been announced. Um, So we'll see. We'll see where things, you know, shake out here. But there, there is still some silly season stuff left. And whether Tyler Reddick actually makes it into 2023 with RCR, that's still kind of up in the air from what I'm hearing. Um, Why you want to kick that guy to the curb early, I have no idea. All right. Let's just dive into Watkins Glen. Not a big news week. Uh, No trucks this week. The trucks are actually off for like uh, three weeks. Three weeks or something. They don't come back until Kansas. They only have, surprisingly, over the next three, two and a half to three months, they only have five races left. Oh, by the way, big news for Kansas. Those of you who may or may not be going to the Kansas race will actually be able to live bet in the sports book that's attached to turn two at the track. There you go. Kansas goes live sports betting September 1st. Hollywood Casino, which is attached to Kansas Speedway, 
has a license, so you should be able to enjoy some NASCAR betting while watching them drive right past you. Go Jayhawks. Um, all right. Watkins Glen. Really? What? Oh, are you I a went, Wildcats fan? I went to K-State. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> this is awkward. But anyway, <laughs> uh, fifth, fifth road course on the schedule, Watkins Glen. Um, usually a fun race. Like, we actually see yes. them pick up, like, faster speeds here. Um, there aren't as many, like, tight technical turns as I think. Like, the, the turns, if anything, there's a, a couple S's. Just very this broad. Is more, this is more like Road America, in my opinion, than Sonoma or Coda. Because Road America has long straights. You get some speed. There are some tighter corners at Road America, but it's not, like, all technical. Yeah. That's kind of like Watkins Glen. There are, like, the S's can be technical. The bus stop, depending on how you want to take it, you can either overshoot it, <laughs> like the like <clears throat> Kislowski and Logano and Kyle Busch have been known to do, or you can make it a technical corner. Um, but for the most part, it is the fastest um, actual road course on the schedule. Um, 90 laps for the race on it? Sunday. Yes. Yeah. I thought they would have more, because like, Xfinity has 82, which I thought... Cup would have like 100 to 110. Yeah, whatever. Go on. Yeah, no, it's 90. It's a 90 lap race for the go bowling at the Glen. Um, so stage breaks are going to be interesting here. I think the final stage is like 45 laps, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, so in that regard, you can't like. I'm not sure we can take a whole lot from what we saw at Sonoma and a whole lot from what we saw at Coda. I think if we're going to take anything, we got to see more like, I don't know, Indy Road was such a disaster. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so more like more like Road America, um, in my opinion, in terms of how much speed you can carry through the the lap. All right, uh, let's just not waste any time. We uh, we did talk about how this is going to be a pretty fun field to break down. Uh, so Chevy's make up the four most expensive drivers in the field. They are all $10,000 or more. Chase Elliott is 10.7. Kyle Larson is 10.5. I don't know why. Tyler Reddick is 10.3 coming out. And he's won the last two road courses on the season. And Ross Chastain is an even 10 flat. He won at Coda earlier in the year. Uh, do you feel pretty good about Chevy once again, winning another road course, their fifth this year? I mean, they seem to be the ones with all the speed on the road courses. Um, Kyle Larson had so much speed, he tried to blame failing brakes for running over <laughs> Ty Dillon at Indy Road when it actually wasn't failing brakes. It's just him failing to brake. Um, I'm with you. I don't get the Kyle Larson at 10-5. He just hasn't been Kyle Larson this year. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, he clearly had speed at Indy Road before he went <laughs> right into the wall. Um, but I, I can't, unless he has an incredibly dominating practice and is on the pole, I can't make myself reasonably t- pay 10-5 for Kyle Larson right now. Uh, for the record, just for what it's worth, uh, Chevrolet is minus 140 as of Thursday night to win the race, uh, and that's according to DK Sportsbook. Ford is plus 200, and Toyota, and they're seven drivers, and they're awful setups on road courses this year. Uh, they are going off at 5-1. to one. Hey, man, 
Bubba had a top five. What's that? I said, hey, man, Bubba had a top five on a road course. That That is true, but <laughs> if we're going to be honest with ourselves, and I was Everybody big, else wrecked out of the race. I was a, I was a big fan of that because I had him at 100 to 1 to finish as the top Toyota, and I was very happy that day. But the Toyotas, and I guess this is a good segue, but they've just been absolute trash. Yes. Do we think that they figure it out this week, or are we just – is Martin Truex Jr., who is a good road course driver, but are we expecting him to probably maybe put all his eggs into Daytona instead? I don't know, man, because Daytona's never really been his track. His, his track, like, I mean, I understand putting all your bags, all your eggs into a chaotic race, but I'd rather do it at a skill set that you're better at, which is clearly road course racing as opposed to plate racing. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with the Toyotas this week. I mean, you've got obviously Truex still needs to win to have a shot at the playoffs at this point. Um, Kyle Busch is is fine. He's locked in. He just needs a contract. Denny Hamlin, I literally cannot peg from week to week. Like I feel like I had a decent read on him last week at Richmond. That he's going to lead some laps and finish solidly, but not like. Be overwhelming, but at road courses this year, JGR has just been terrible. Um, and Christopher Bell, I was gonna say, like, I don't mind Christopher Bell, but then I flash back to Sonoma and he didn't move anywhere, like, he started 31st and finished 27th, somehow put up nine fastest laps and couldn't figure out how to pass anybody. While Austin Sindrick made it to the top 10 starting 25th, so. I don't know. I can't say it's a pure fate on all Toyotas, but it's pretty close to that this week. I will say that um, I'm not thrilled about playing any, any of the Toyotas, but, you know, on DK Sportsbook, you know, Martin Shurek Jr. is 20 to 1. Kyle Busch is 25 to 1. So is Denny Hamlin. Um, <clears throat> Christopher Bell, I may have gone right past him. Oh, he's 18 to 1. Um, but I mean, if you're looking at DK Sportsbook and pricing relative to the odds, right. uh, Chase Elliott and Tyler Reddick are the favorites on the sportsbook. Elliott is five to one, Reddick is six to one. Uh, Austin Sindrick is 10 to one, and he's the fifth most expensive driver. The one that kind of stands out to me is AJ Allmendinger, who is the sixth most expensive driver on the board, but at the same time, he's getting 15 to one odds. He was 25 to one when they opened up. Very interesting because the line is moving in his favor. Obviously, he's a noted road course ringer. He yes. won uh, Indianapolis last year. He almost won Coda this year. Aside from those two races. I'm pretty sure before, he won at Watkins Glen early in his career. He, I think you're right. Uh, and then in his three Xfinity races, I think since 2018, he's been the runner-up one of the years he was disqualified. So this is a course that he's very familiar with. Um are we okay paying the $9,600 price tag? Because his results overall this year, uh, he doesn't have a single top five. Now, granted, he was close to winning Coda before he was spun by Chastain. Um, is this a price where we can pay up for Almendinger with confidence? I mean, I'd rather bet him than play him in DFS. I'm probably there with you. Like, if I'm in that range, why wouldn't I just go down 200 bucks and play Daniel Suarez? who's been just as fast as his teammate on road courses 
and has won on one of them. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it sounds weird to say Almendinger isn't really all that playable, but at ninety six hundred bucks, that's. I mean, to give you an idea, he was eighty eight hundred at at Sonoma when he started sixteenth and finished nineteenth, and everybody thought him starting sixteenth at eighty eight hundred was a steal. Turned out not to be. Um, so yeah, I mean the 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 Coda result obviously finishing thirty third. Not great considering the fact he was running third like in the last corner and then got spun and just could not get back on the track. Um, but I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, it took kind of chaos for him to finish seventh at uh, Indy Road. So I'd rather dip down a couple hundred bucks and go play Daniel Suarez in a car I trust a little bit more right now. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add regarding Larson, Reddick, Chastain? I know after you finished on Elliot, we kind of just jumped right to the dumpster fire that has been the Toyotas. <laughs> um, I mean, it's hard to ignore Tyler Reddick. He's won the last two road races and done it in pretty dominating fashion um, as well. I mean, he ran down Chase Elliott, Road America, and then just drove away from him. Um, I was not expecting him to you know, start on the pole and win at Indy. I honestly thought that that was a race where that team and him specifically, I thought that they were just going to go uh, race for points just to kind of secure their spot in the playoffs. And they went out and won, so they really secured their spot. Um, but, yeah, uh, what he's done this year on road courses, it, very impressive. And he still has a track like Miami on the schedule in the playoffs where – he could go out and, and run very well at that track and high tire well, where and he can run along the wall. Very interested to see how deep he can go in the playoffs this year. And he's on a hell of a run. Yeah. Um, by the, the way, last few races have not been great for him. By the way, just to clarify, the Chase Elliott mm-hmm. has almost locked up the regular season title. He's 116 points ahead of Ryan Blaney, um, who's in second. So. That's a that would be a huge playoff boost for Chase Elliott because you do get a chunk of points for winning the regular season title that carries into the playoffs. Um, but I don't know. Do we really think that Tyler Reddick can show up a third time and have sure. a phenomenal and 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 win three straight road races like out of nowhere? I mean, he's run well here before. He finished tenth here last year. Right, that's reasonably impressive for a first time. Are you well, pitching a, him as a fade option simply because he could be so popular coming off back-to-back road course wins? I mean, he's going to be popular. I think you kind of got to pay him, play him in cash, um, just because he's going to be popular, right? So if he screws you, he's screwing everybody, and you still have a shot at cashing. And if he doesn't. You're not going to make up ground if you don't have them in your lineup in cash. <clears throat> GPPs, I don't know. It's. I think he and Chastain are going to be the two most played in this group. I don't think it's going to be Chase, and I definitely don't think it's going to be Larson. It definitely won't be Larson. Are we? Do you think that uh, people could be, I guess, souring on Chastain a little bit because? It's four straight races that he's been uh, $10,000 or more on DraftKings, and he's finished outside the top 15 in all of them. Now, granted, he did 
lead 80 laps last week, but he finished 18th after starting second. So that impacted the PD and he ended up finishing, which is 37 points on DraftKings. Yeah. We haven't really seen him go crazy since Charlotte. Yeah, I think so. So, you know, F1 is in summer break right now. It comes back next weekend. Dan and I were talking about that before we recorded. I think Ross Chastain's a little bit like Ferrari right now, where he's got the speed to compete and should be doing better, but some sort of strategy or screw-up, either on his part or his team's part, uh, keeps him from getting the results he should be getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people are starting to sour on him, for sure. Um, and we're getting to the time of year where he's going to have to start cashing checks that we know he's not going to be able to, <laughs> to, to handle. Um, so, yeah, I would imagine that Reddick would be pretty popular. I would probably say that Elliot's probably number two in that grouping, then Chastain, and then Larson may be one of the, the least played guys at that pr- Like, not just at that price point. I'm just saying, like, you have to compare with the dudes that are less than six – K to find his percentage, I would I would imagine. Uh, is there anybody under Daniel Suarez that we haven't really talked about? There, you know, you got basically. I'm asking if there's anybody in this 8K to like 9200 range. Like, Blaney. I mean, Blaney needs a win. Yeah, right. The only way he's getting in is if he either wins Daytona, which he's won a plate race before, or if there's or, just repeat winners. Um. Well, he wins if like one of the fifteen drivers that's already won won. Yes, he's in if there's if there's repeat winners. Yeah, no new winners and Blaney's win. Blaney's in, assuming that he doesn't screw up and and Truex passes him in points. But because Truex, <clears throat> see that's the interesting part. Truex is only twenty six points behind Blaney. So let's put it this way: if there's no new winners. Kurt Busch counts as being in, right? He'll qualify like 15th, basically. So the cutoff then becomes, let's see here, we've got, yeah, Truex is like the first one out right now. He's 26 points out. Almirola is the next one out at 214, so that guy definitely needs a win. He could win Daytona. So, if Truex can simply outpoint Blaney in two weekends, then Truex can get in without a win. It is possible, assuming that no new winners happen. But yeah, that's kind of these two dudes are hanging in the in the balance. Can Ryan Blaney do well at a road course? Maybe. I don't know. We haven't seen him be all that convincing at Watkins Glen previously. Uh, his best finish in the last five races here is top five. Other than that, it's eight, and there's three that are outside the top ten. So maybe because desperation is kicking in. But again, I'd I'd probably rather play Briscoe or Bell. I was going to ask you about Briscoe because he's fifteen to one on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. It's like tied for the eighth best odds with A.J. Allmendinger currently uh, to win. He's plus 180 for top five and for top 10, he is minus 200. I don't really get that because in his he basically since his very impressive win at Phoenix over five months ago, 
he has one, two, two top tens. Right. Uh, one came at Charlotte. The other came, I think that was Dover. Uh, but I just haven't really seen <clears throat> great success on road courses for him. Even when he's been on the pole, like a gateway, and we all thought, like, oh, the, the, the 14 is fast. Briscoe can get a, a boatload of dominator points, and he only led 27 laps, and he finished outside the top 20. So I don't really get the love for Briscoe this week. Yeah, I mean, I will say that in his last 10 Cup Series road course races, he's got three top 10s, and none of them have come. He did that in his first four, and then he's not finished better than 13th in the next six. Um, So there is that. But I'm just saying, like, if we're going to play a guy that we kind of deem as a little riskier on road courses, I mean, I'll take the savings and play Briscoe. Because he did decently well at this discipline in Xfinity as well. And this is a less technical road course, which should help him a little bit. Although at his home track in Indiana, didn't do very well. Um, so, uh, look, you're going to basically need people to differentiate yourself, right? Because road course races, we basically know there's like six dudes who are real good at road racing. And then... After that, you've just got to hope your guy can make a right turn without wrecking. So, well, let's talk about his teammate. Um, this fantastic young rookie driver, Kevin Harvick. He's coming off uh, <laughs> back-to-back wins. He hasn't been all that bad on road courses. Uh, no. At Coda, he started 18th, finished 11th. Uh, then at Sonoma, that was a he started P23, finished 4th. And he was only yes. 8,100 for that. Uh, then you go to the 4th of July weekend at Road America. He started 28th, finished 10th. And he was only 8,100 for that. He's coming off back-to-back wins. So he has some momentum. I don't consider him a great road ringer by any means. And I, I for all like the, the good results that he's had this year, he did finish 33rd at Indy. But I don't really care because that race has been very hard to predict and just came with a ton yes. of variance the last two years. So he has momentum. Coming off back-to-back wins, uh, that car has been very solid this year when the setup is right, and I don't understand why he's priced down to 8400 I don't expect him to win, but I thought he would at least be 9 k Yeah, that's pretty weird pricing um, for a back-to-back race winner and a guy who did it in relatively dominating fashion. Um and not to mention that if we're going off of track history, he's got three straight top tens at Watkins Glen, 10th, 7th, and 8th. And in two of those, he started 15th. Yeah. So he started 15th, 15th, and finish, and sorry, 15th, 15th, and 5th, and finished 10th, 7th, and 8th. So, he's a cash game play, man. Yeah, the guy is Mr. <clears throat> top 10. That's what he's been doing all year. He hasn't stopped. Um, he, you know, he basically said that they're not they're not laying off heading into the playoffs. They just want to keep this, you know, keep doing everything right that they've been doing. Um, so yeah, I look. He's probably going to be. Do you think he's got a shot at being the most popular play? Yes, at eighty four hundred bucks with three straight top tens at Watkins Glen, 
and coming off of back-to-back wins, I think there's a reasonable shot that Kevin Harvick might be the most popular play. Especially if you consider that he just he hasn't qualified well at road courses. He qualified 18th at Indy, uh, 23rd uh, at what was that Sonoma, uh, Road America. He was 28th. 28th, and then Coda, I think he was 18th as well. So I mean, he's qualifying outside yeah. the top 15. He's right around the average price for a driver on DraftKings. Three straight top tens at Watkins Glen. So if we're assuming that he's just going to finish or qualify outside the top 15 and still have a really good shot at finishing in the top 10, then, yeah, he's going to be among the most popular played. Could be the, yeah, he's the most finished, popular. He finished 11th, 4th, and 10th <clears throat> in the first three road races of the year. He's and minus he started 18th or worse in all of those. I I don't get the I don't get the pricing. Neither do I. Uh, good play all around. Probably going to be a very safe play. Just put yes. him right now. Um, Alex Bowman. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say. Do we want to talk about Alex Bowman and his uh, and his pit crew? Well, okay, so what news broke about that today? Because I heard like he was on Corey LaJoy's podcast, or Corey LaJoy mentioned something about his pit yes. crew on Stacking Pennies. So basically, Corey LaJoy had been using Alex Bowman's pit crew, and now Alex Bowman gets them back this week. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Could that explain his... Like, except for, like, the Jackman. I think there's, like, one guy that's staying with LaJoy, and I think it's the Jackman, and everybody else is going to Bowman, which might explain why he's been an abject disaster for, like, seven straight weeks. I, I don't know why they switched in the first place. It was a very under-the-radar uh, switch because I don't think anybody realized that they had switched pit crews. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, Corey LaJoy mentioned that his, his pit crew is going back to – because his pit crew was supplied by Hendrick, and so I think they're going back to Bowman, and maybe one of the guys is going to Larson, I think. But, yeah, it's basically – that Bowman gets his his guys back, so maybe that's it. But I find it hard to believe that that would make that big of a difference. Well, I would say on a track position is important almost anywhere you go. Uh, at a road course, it's incredibly important, uh, just because <clears throat> as the green flag runs go, like the field just gets stretched out, it does become a little more difficult to pass. So if you can have a fast pit crew to help you get. Uh, on and off pit road as fast as possible, especially under any cautions. That's only beneficial to you. Uh, But at the same time, Alex Bowman is only $8,000. I know the results have been a little rough this year. He did finish 12th at Road America. uh, 16th at Sonoma. Okay. Um, He finished second at Coda. He was in contention with uh, Chastain and Allmendinger at the end. Uh, Came up a little bit short. And, I mean, Watkins Glen hasn't always been Bowman's cup of tea. In the three races, he's um, – three of the last five races he's run here have been 14, 14, and 20. So not – Not great. Not great. Uh, Chris Busher is probably going to be a very popular play, 7,800. Christopher Busher. Christopher Busher, yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dale. Uh, he's been very solid on the road courses this year. He was 10th at Indy. 
high variance, but I mean, if you extrapolate it across the other road courses, sixth at Road America, he was runner up at Sonoma. I don't think he had the greatest day at Coda. He finished 21st. Overall, though, uh, he's had one of the fastest cars on road courses this year. He's only 7,800. He almost he almost ran Harvick down for the win last week at Richmond. Yeah. 26 fastest laps last week. Granted, there were a ton of laps, so plenty of drivers getting at least 20. But he finished third last week. Um, yeah. I'm just a solid fine. play. He's probably going to be up there in ownership and with – what's that? I said I'm perfectly fine with Chris Buescher locking him into cash games and making the mid-tier core be Harvick and Buescher. Yeah. Uh, I am a little surprised at William Byron's price tag, though. Too low, too high. Too low. I understand he's not, like, we don't think of him as a good road course driver. Um, finished 12th at Coda. Uh, ninth at Sonoma. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, 16th at Road America. And then <laughs> 31st at Indianapolis. But, again, at 7,700, you don't really need him to do a ton at this point. He's basically $1,000 last weekend at Richmond. He's probably $1,000. I would say he should be priced. He is exactly $1,000 less than he was for Indy. And $1,300 less than he was for Road America. I mean, he's only $100 more than Reckonin. See, but that's a misprice on on Reckonin. I'm sorry. I know everybody's... Very excited about the Iceman coming to NASCAR, and it's cool. It is. Don't get me wrong. Project 91 is great. I, as an F1 fan, am very excited to see Kimi Räikkönen take on a road course in a cup car. But can we seriously cool the damn Jets on Räikkönen? Like, Dan, you got him at 50-1. to And I don't like that. Right? Yeah. He started at 150-1. to Yeah. And almost immediately... Fell to fifty. Like I was on a, a, a Twitter thread with, I think, Doctor Ro- like uh, Nick Griffin and I think Ryan Stevens was on that too. Ryan Stevens was in there too, and they were like, over the course of a few hours, it went from like one fifty down to fifty to one. <laughs> why? Why is everybody betting money on breaking into win? And then he's sitting at plus one seventy for a top ten on DK. What? Well, I think if you're just, you know, like this isn't an oval. It's a road course. And so he's it's it's probably the most comfortable format for him to be racing on. Okay, but they drive completely different. Like a NASCAR cup car is twice as heavy as an F1 car. Fair. And I don't think he's going to win. And I I don't really regret the bet too much because it was it, it wasn't a lot of units in terms of what I play for units. It was maybe point four units. But anyway, um it's still a track house car, and they've won two road courses this year. I mean, and sh- I wish I got him at longer odds, like fifty to one. I don't love the. I wish I could have gotten him at a little longer, but uh, seventy six hundred. I'm kind of with you that he shouldn't be priced up this high. I think he should probably be thousand dollars cheaper. But didn't Juan Pablo Montoya win his first career cup run or cup race? Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's going back a ways. Marcus Ambrose had success early in his career in a cup because it was a road course. But, like, I mean, 
don't know. So an F one car weighs. We're gonna do some math here. Weighs seven hundred and ninety eight kilos, and there's two point two pounds per kilo. So that's seventeen hundred and fifty five pounds. A NASCAR Cup car weighs thirty three hundred pounds. So it weighs almost exactly twice what a an F one car weighs. It's got less horsepower by about half. Um. It just handles that. I know he did laps. He got laps in on Virginia International Raceway, which is a very cool track in Southern <clears> Virginia that, like, IMSA runs and whatnot. Um, but he's never raced Watkins Glen because F1 doesn't race it. Um, I, I, look, I'm rooting for him. Don't get me wrong. It would be really cool to see a good result from him. But am I banking on him for DFS at 7600 bucks? No, I'd much rather have Byron at 77 or Kislowski at 73 or McDowell at 71. Don't play Kurt Busch. He's not racing this weekend. But Ty Gibbs at 6900 bucks. Nice. Are you serious? What, like, why would you pay $700 more for a guy in his first Cup Series race ever compared to Ty Gibbs, who's now been in this car for, what, five weeks? This will be his fifth race. He finished. He started 26th at Indy and finished 17th. And he won the Xfinity Road Course, race, uh, the Watkins Glen Xfinity race a year ago. And I actually think if he can pull off an impressive run and win this week's Xfinity race, I think he has a legitimate shot at contending for a top 10. Now, you still have to deal with the fact that Toy- the Toyotas have had a terrible setup. But Gibbs is running the Saturday race, and you have to keep in mind <clears> – <throat> That race still has Almendinger. It's got the usual suspects in Xfinity. It's also going to have Kyle Larson, William Byron, I think Cole Custer, and Ross Chastain in it. So it's it's a loaded field, and he has all the ability to compete with those guys. And if he can compete, put up a solid run, and maybe even win that race, then I'm even more on board with him for Saturday's for Sunday's race. Although I am still worried about Toyota's nailing the setup. Yeah, I would contend that 2311 has had better setups than JGR for road courses. You're you're probably right. I mean, it's not a high bar to clear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clear that up right now. But I would say that Bubba's runs and Kurt's runs at road courses have had sh- have shown more <clears throat> speed. Maybe not always the results they should have gotten, but more pure speed out of those two Toyotas than we've seen out of the four-car camp of JGR. So, and Ty Gibbs is really good on road races. Like, yeah. he won it. Didn't he win the Daytona road course? In so his he won the Xfinity Daytona race? road course in his Xfinity debut when he was priced magically under 5K on DraftKings. It was so awesome. Yeah. Uh, he then, did well <clears> in the Portland disaster of a race in Xfinity yeah, this so year. that was Almondinger, but Gibbs did win Road America, which you were saying was probably closer to Watkins Clinton. Right. <clears throat> so, like, why would you jump for Kimi Raikkonen just to feed into the to the to the frenzy? And if you want to get some international flavor, I think uh, Mike Rockefeller uh, can give you that at fifty two hundred. Okay, he's and, not American. No, he's German. That Rockefeller sounds. I mean, um, super American. By the way, this this race is setting NASCAR history for the most um, nationalities in a grid to start a NASCAR <clears throat> race ever. There's seven different nationalities in this race. Look at that. 
So Daniel Suarez is Mexican. He's a full-time driver, obviously. Uh, we've got yeah. Kvyat is Russian. Hesemans, I think, is Swiss, if I'm not mistaken. Kyle Tilly is British. Rockefeller is German. Uh, and uh, Iceman is uh, Swedish, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so you've got... You've got quite the uh, quite the group here, but I'm just saying, like, if we're going with road course ringers <clears throat> and you want F1 flavor, I mean, Kvyat was terrible at F1, but he's still cheap as. I would not play Kvyat. That I car's would... garbage. It is, but I'm just saying, like, it's why really is bad. why is Raikkonen priced twenty five hundred bucks more than? Because he's in a track house car. Is it worth that much? It might be. <laughs> the Chastain's been in a track house car all season in the last five races. He's been garbage. Sure, but there are also people that are gunning for Chastain, and then there's also Chastain and the fact that he's a super aggressive driver, and he's just he, he's wrecking himself more than he – well, he's actually taking other people out with him. I mean, the hashtag facts on that one. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, so I don't know. I don't want to poop all over Raikkonen. Maybe he goes out there and sets like a real good practice time and qualifies well, and then I look like an idiot. But I, I'm not sure he finishes top ten. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anybody in this lower tier that might interest me. Cole Custer, maybe, but at the same time, I mean, probably not. Like he was ninth at Indy, which we've touched on. Uh, he was fifteenth. At Road America, but like, oh, I don't know what to do with you Austin can, Dillon. You never feel well. All right, so we talked about Dylan on the last uh, road course podcast. It was right because he had the two top eleven finishes to start the year, and then since like then three top eleven finishes, and then he he was caught in the disaster fest that was Indy. Okay, this, this value but like, here, road, but like Road America wasn't great either. Yeah, that's fine, and that's fair. I think what it's going to boil down to with this value tier is that uh, it's going to come down to, like, who's fast in this range and who's offering PD. Right. Um, I don't know. Do, I didn't do we like... trust Bubba for a second road race? I, <laughs> I'm not. That's that's about the answer he's I only, expected. Only 68. Yeah. I mean, he's only 68. Like he he was probably not worthy of the eight thousand dollar price tag last week, but I could stomach paying sixty eight hundred for him. Maybe hoping he can get a top fifteen with some PD because I mean he's still finished in the top fifteen in six straight races with three top fives in that span. One of them yeah. being a road course. Yeah, I mean they have certainly found. But other than that, he's been terrible, and he's even said like the joy on Bubba's face after road after Indianapolis of getting a top five just kind of should let you know how historically bad he is on road courses if he got that excited for a top five finish at Indy. He was celebrating it like he won a cup championship and it was a top yeah, five. Right? It was a, he was celebrating that he avoided the wrecks, right? Because that's, <laughs> that's what happened. Um, by the way, Ty Dillon's mispriced. There's no reason for him to be below LaJoy or Hand or Rockefeller. Um Ty Dillon is a very sneaky good road racer. I know Indy didn't work out for him, but well, I mean that was Kyle Larson that 
It's kind of exactly. Crazy. He was if he hadn't gotten run over by Kyle Larson, he finishes a lot better. See, Ty Dillon is just going to be that guy that's probably going to qualify outside the top thirty, and then if he finishes like twenty second, you you just take it and run. I mean, he finished. He qualified thirty third. <clears throat> finished twentieth at Coda, yeah. right? And then we get to um, Sonoma. Qualified thirty fourth. Finished twenty third. And then we get to Road America. Qualified thirtieth. Finished twentieth. And then he got run over by Kyle Larson and his fake-ass brake problem at Indy. But he was running inside the top 20 at that point and qualified 30th. So you're getting like 10 spots of PD from Ty Dillon on road courses. And he's $5,100. Yeah, all in all, it's just it's not a range you can feel great about i guess no but we're at a road course they don't have to pay value you just need them to move up and finish better than where they start that's that's fun yeah we haven't actually we usually mention that almost every road course podcast i'm sorry i have the hiccups like you know normally we're hunting value right but it's very hard to find 5x value so to speak at road courses unless you're talking about the guy that leads half the laps which it's entirely possible to have happen. A few years ago, Chase Elliott led like 80 of 90 laps in this race. It was awesome. It was, yeah, for those of us that played him, it was fantastic. Because um, for some reason, a lot of people laid off Chase that week, and I don't remember exactly why. <laughs> but I was like, oh, the guy's in the middle of winning five straight road races. I think I'm going to play him. Um, so you don't necessarily, and with us, Theoretically, avoiding the $10,000 guys, it might be a decent time to go save some money and go dip a little deeper than people probably like. Because if you're avoiding the $10,000 guys, right? And let's say you start building your lineup with, I don't know, Daniel Suarez at 9400 And then you go, oh, I'll take a shot on Kevin Harvick and I'll take a shot on Chris Busher. Like Ty Gibbs. Those, yeah, and then you go, okay, Ty Gibbs is sixty nine hundred. Let's we got two spots left. You got an average remaining of eighty seven five. Oh, you know what I just did? What? Um I don't know. I hope DK doesn't send me an angry email about this, but you can do and we don't know where anyone's starting, but you can do Harvick, Busher, Gibbs, Suarez, McDowell, who we didn't talk about, and Reddick. That's true. I mean, we've given out lineups on this spot before anyway, so it doesn't really matter. They've been really cracking down on that crap. I saw, I, like, it's kind of stupid. Like, they do nothing to really shut down lineup trains. All right. Oh, my God. McDowell's been great on road courses this year. Yes, he's been very good. He finished, like, third at Sonoma, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, eighth at Indy. Eighth at Road America. Third at Sonoma. And Coda was 13th, but he started 27th. Yeah. He's only 71. Yeah. And then, so I okay, we're saving this lineup. <laughs> you okay, screenshot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, that leaves you a hundred bucks. So I figured as much. <laughs> sorry, my Apple picked up on something. I don't know. Sorry. Um, but see, that's what I'm saying though. Is that if you're not playing two of the elite dudes, you don't have to go that far down. So it might be a great way to get a differentiator. Yeah. In the cheap range that nobody's really screwed. Because, like, he's buried between dudes that you're never going to look at. Right? 
Like, you get to Joey Hand, you're like, I'm not playing that guy. Can't be anybody good down there. Because there's Joey Hand, Corey LaJoy, Rockefeller, Kvyat, Cody Ware, Hesemans, and Tilly. All surrounded by Ty Dillon. So as a differentiator, the guy who's picked up almost 10 spots of, of road race this year could do worse. Nice. Uh, any other final thoughts on this race? Uh, I guess it, it's worth saying, like, enjoy the NASCAR contests while they're still decent. Because yeah, once, once NFL starts, starts it's, it just goes downhill. Like, the Even the cup horns, ones suck. Yeah, like the chrome horns for Xfinity and truck right now, like top first place pays like 1500 Um, I know like once we get to like NFL season and we get to like late September, October, November for Phoenix, like the, the chrome horn for the cup series, is it will be lucky if it stays at 10000 to first. Yeah, also they're splitting pots between F1 now too. Keep that in mind. So, um F1 does return from their summer break next weekend. Um, there's a Saturday night Cup Daytona race and then a Sunday morning F1 race for the Belgian Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, so we do have Racing. that. And then we got to, then it's like a sprint to the finish for F1 because they go pack like another nine races in by the middle of November. Um, so, yeah, so we'll be back with that. Um, next week as well, we'll have playbooks out like normal for this weekend, uh, projections out, uh, probably I would assume Saturday after practice and qualifying is done for, uh, both series. Xfinity will playbook will be up Saturday morning. It's a tight window between practice and qualifying and the actual race. So I'll offer updates after practice and qualifying. I'll probably just do core plays instead of lineups, uh, but that's pretty much it for me. Also, keep in mind, there is some rain. Last time I checked the forecast, there was some rain in the forecast for Sunday. Um, That's not a problem on road courses. They have rain tires that they can put on the cars. Um, So if it starts to rain, they just put those suckers on and keep, keep racing. Um, so that's good in terms of, you know, postponements or delays or, or whatnot. They also don't have to wait for the track to dry, which is also a bonus. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the lay of land for Watkins Glen. And, um, I don't know, don't really have anything else. I mean, we'll have price picks plays out. Yeah, and, I'll try to do yeah. some for Xfinity. I kind of... I like prize picks. I like the concept. I I don't like it for NASCAR because what's so nice about prize picks for like NBA or NFL, MMA, hockey, pretty much any sport is like you're based, you know what the over under line is. And even when you hit it in those sports, you hit it. But you could be hitting it in NASCAR and then a wreck or something kind of takes you out of that. So yeah, that's why I kind of like started shying away from prize picks for motorsports because the, the variance like – you could easily be winning, and then with one lap to go, you could lose it all. And yeah, I just I, I wasn't really a fan of it. I still like the product overall, but for NASCAR, I, I just don't really care for it. Yeah, I mean, I you know I could see that. I do like that the scoring is very similar to well, basically identical to DraftKings. So if you have a theory of how people are going to do on DraftKings, you can basically go play it on um, Prize Picks. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I get that where you have a, you know, in other sports, you have a stat, you hit it, you're good. Or, you know, if you're playing the under, obviously you got to dodge that. But um, maybe the strategy for you should be play all the unders on the car's pass and then just root for Rex. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you're guaranteed to, <laughs> to hit the unders. Um, but, yeah, that basically wraps up the Watkins Glen one. We'll have a podcast next week for Daytona. Um, still have normal coverage, but again, just giving you a heads up, you can basically play anybody at Daytona. Like, there'll yeah. be a playbook out. It'll be a short podcast next week. But if, if we do one, but we, we probably will. But I mean, I'm assuming we will. Um, but yeah, Daytona's basically throws things at a dartboard and hope it, hope one of them hits. All right, Matt. Well, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you this week at Watkins Glen, and best of luck to the FN Nation. Best of luck, FN Nation. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.